Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to What's Next in EdTech. I am your host, Dalen Reifstek, and this week, I am excited to announce we have Alex Howland joining us, the co-founder and president of Verbella. Alex, hey, Dalen. thank Thanks you so much me. for joining us today. Of yeah. course, glad you could join. So for those of you that haven't experienced or heard about Verbella, I'll give you all a brief overview before we dive into things. So Verbella is a virtual reality software that is installed as an application on your computer. It requires no special VR headset to use, only a computer. The platform builds immersive virtual worlds for events, learning, and works to drive collaboration, training, and learning goals. I can attest to this as I have been lucky enough to plan and take part in a trade show within Verbella, a truly unforgettable experience. Today, we're gonna talk about how Verbella was built and has grown into the company it is today. But first, let's get to know the mind behind it all a little better. So Alex, could you provide the listeners with a little background on yourself? Sure, yeah, Alex Howland, uh, originally from Dartmouth, Massachusetts, although I've been in San Diego uh, the last uh, 12 years or so. Uh, I'm actually an organizational psychologist by, by background and training, so I'm a non-technical founder uh, of Verbella. Uh, I currently in San Diego with uh, my wife and my one-year-old. Wonderful. No, it's, I've, it's, I always find that interesting that you're an organizational psychologist and you're the, one of the founders of Verbella, a truly technical platform. So what was your dream job as a kid? Did you want to grow up to be a uh, psychologist? As a, <laughs> as a kid, I remember debating between did I want to be a doctor or a garbage man? Uh, I couldn't decide. <laughs> I liked the idea of riding on the back of the truck uh, for, for a while, uh, but then um, doctor was my ambition for, for quite some time. Uh, but as I got into to college, started taking some psychology courses, uh, I knew that route was, was actually for me. Nice. Now, I've heard you can make a lot of money as a garbage man out in New York. <laughs> so what, what was your first job and how did you get it? So my first job out of college was running a, a nonprofit outreach and mentorship organization that used sailing as a mean for as a platform for that outreach and membership. Mm. So it's called the Community Boating Center in uh, New Bedford, Mass. And we, we took underserved youth out sailing really throughout the year. Even even some days we were shoveling out snow to go go sailing. It was a great opportunity to use experiential learning as a way to develop social skills of youth. And, you know, in some ways, I think provided some of the foundation for rebellion, the importance for playfulness, importance of, of developing, you know, social skills through fun activities. Do you still get to go out and go sailing at all? A bit. Uh, I sailed competitively through college and now it's more, uh, I, I get out for a, a day sail, go slow and, you know, drink a beer, or hang out with my, <laughs> my kid. Wonderful. So when people ask you what you do, what do you typically tell them? Oh, it's hard. <laughs> uh, so I often ask them if they know anyone who plays uh, video games online and talks to people through it. And typically people say yes. I say, well, I build similar games except for business purposes, uh, for events, for people to go to work, or for people to go to school. Uh, and that usually either gets them to stop asking questions really quickly or, or, or leads to a, a pretty fruitful conversation. Oh, I bet. I bet that's a great conversation starter. So what is one thing that you are not very good at? 
Well, I mentioned I'm an organizational psychologist, so I'm not good at coding. So luckily for all of our users, uh, I, I have proudly written zero lines of code for, for the <laughs> Verbella platform, and that's helped lead to our success, <laughs> I think. Have you ever tried to do coding? I, I've I tried to take a few courses, but after a couple of days, I'm like, I'm never going to get this. Yeah, so the only coding I've done is in graduate school for our work, so some syntax to, to mm -hmm. run some some stats uh, computations, uh, but that's that's about it. Nice, nice. All right, and now we're going to move on. We really want to, this the main topic is how Verbella was founded and grown into what it is today. So where did the idea or concept of Verbella derive from? Sure, yeah. So in graduate school, I was putting on what's called assessment centers, where we'd bring high potential leaders into at the University of California, San Diego, uh, the Rady Business School. Uh, we brought folks in and we put them through business simulations for one to five days. And it gave us an opportunity to observe behaviors, things like business acumen, things like leadership skills, teaming ability, how people handle stress or time limits, uh, how they handle conflict. So it's an opportunity to observe behaviors and then give feedback based on those behaviors for developmental purposes. Mm -hmm. So that was half the equation. The other half of the equation, we, we were watching uh, clinical psychologists using virtual worlds for therapy. And we said, okay, it's working for things like uh, treating agoraphobia and uh, these other phobias, as well as doing uh, other clinical work. Could we create simulations to create uh, virtual assessment centers where we could challenge, again, people's business skills, their leadership skills, their emotional intelligence, their cultural intelligence, and then based on their behavior in those simulations, again, provide feedback on how they can improve uh, as a leader. So the, the founding idea was really around uh, leadership development, new ways of doing leadership assessment, and giving, giving people feedback based on, on those behaviors. And how does it grow from there? How did you get the funding and everything necessary to build such a platform? Yeah, so it was a bit of a pipe dream. You know, we we're having some meetings about the concept, but at the end of each meeting, we kind of look around and be like, okay, how are we ever going to do this without, you know, <laughs> without money? Mm -hmm. um, so as a graduate student, you often get emails of grant opportunities and whatnot. It's usually give away your life for the next two years for a chance to win uh, $2,000 or, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but GMAC, the owner of the GMAT exam, uh, was putting on a competition looking for three paragraphs on how to improve graduate management education for a chance to win $50,000. So I said, oh, three paragraphs, not, you know, 30, <laughs> um, 30 pages. Uh, I can write three paragraphs. So wrote three paragraphs uh, on the idea of uh, Verbella and was fortunate to get second place in $25,000 uh, in that competition. And then GMAC the following year came back and said, okay, now we have $7 million to invest in those winning ideas from, from round one. Any university can submit a, a proposal uh, to actually implement uh, one of these, these top ideas. So that's when I partnered with, with UCSD formally and uh, wrote a grant proposal with some colleagues. Uh, and we were fortunate to be grant recipient uh, over about a two and a half year year period. Uh, so real excitement the day we found out we got that grant and the oh shoot moment of <laughs> really they just gave me $2 million. Do they realize I've 
you know, know nothing about developing <laughs> software. <laughs> so what, what were those first two years like? Was it a lot of just building the platform or was it a lot of strategic talk or? Yeah, so the the first idea was actually we were going to build these simulations on top of someone else's platform. Okay. Uh, was the original idea. Um, I've, I met now co-founders Sheldon Brown and Eric Hill uh, across campus, and I hired them to help me evaluate these third-party uh, developers uh, of virtual worlds. And as we were doing that assessment, a lot of these third parties said, oh, no, that can't be done, that can't be done, that can't be done. Meanwhile, Eric Hill, our, our lead engineer, would go home at night, do a little code coding and come back and said, Alex, not only is it possible, but I did it last night. Take a look. <laughs> um, so quickly scratched my head and said, okay, looks like we're building our own. Uh, so we started to, to build it then, which we knew would take us longer than just leveraging someone else's, but thought it was worthwhile. And actually the first event we ever ran in Verbella was, was a really powerful one. Uh, as part of our, our grant deliverable, uh, we ran a competition with MBA students where we had 32 MBA students from 10 different countries and eight different universities. And we put them on teams of four where no two people were from the same country or the same university. And we had them run we embedded an automobile business simulation into the Verbella platform, mm -hmm. and we had them compete for $50,000 over 20 virtual quarters uh, in this automobile sim for a chance to win $50,000. And, uh, you know, observing that event in, in real time was, you know, a, a real aha in that we saw true behaviors showing up uh, through the through the course of, of the simulation. Uh, it was in some ways like watching reality television. We had people <laughs> screaming at each other. We had group avatar hugs, although the avatars don't actually hug, they're just kind of colliding into each other. We had people sneaking behind their team members' backs to make you know changes to the simulation without their team members knowing. We saw long pauses of almost depression, you know, in quarters when they got results and seeing that they hadn't performed, you know, yells of joy for teams that that were were winning from a cultural standpoint. You know, we saw, you know, people from like London and United States really taking a, a leadership role out the gate. But over time, realizing that, you know, their colleagues from Japan or Singapore actually had had the higher business acumen. So. Uh, they became more cheerleaders to, you know, those in Japan and Singapore driving uh, some of the manipulations uh, in the in the simulation. So it was quite fascinating to see both the uh, social engagement, the level of immersion that these people were, were like there. You know, one woman screamed, I know this is just a video game. Cognitively aware she's in a video game, but nobody is listening to me. <laughs> but still... <laughs> still immersed enough to the point she's screaming at her three colleagues who she'd never met, you know, in, in, in the real world. Uh, so we, we think we, we saw true, true, you know, you know, we, we have kind of bright and dark sides of our personality. Uh, we saw those sides of personalities uh, be evoked uh, through the simulation in a way similar to what we'd see, you know, in a in-person assessments center. Uh, 
but in some ways this was even more immersive, right? Because we could um, simulate things that you, you can't even fake in, in the in the quote unquote real world. Yep. No, and I, I totally have experienced that. I've been in there with people who were standing on the beach and they're like, I know that there's this is just a simulation of an ocean and I know I'm just standing on a virtual beach, but I actually feel like I'm here, like I can see the expanse yeah. of the ocean. And it's it's truly amazing just how immersive uh, and how real it feels when you're at a did like the trade show we had was over three days. And after three days, you felt like you were at the trade show with everyone and talking with everyone. So I, yeah. I, I can attest to that. So where did you decide on the name Verbella? That's a question that's come up a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we, we don't often share this, but originally an acronym for virtual or learning and assessment, depending mm-hmm. on who, who the audience was. So uh, leadership development has been a, a key element. You know, we, we create this for business purposes. You know, it's not just about social fun. We want it to be fun. Uh, but our events, our education in, in our work from anywhere uh, applications are supposed to be in a professional environment. And then, you know, I still think we have some uh, opportunity in our vision to think about what we can do from an assessment and feedback standpoint in the platform. Simple things like showing teams relative talk time uh, mm-hmm. to one another, one another during meetings. So for those who haven't had a chance to share their voice, you know, there's a little nudge from the software that says, hey, Dalen, we haven't heard from you yet. Anything to add on this topic? Our goal is actually that, which I think could be really powerful, the virtual world can become more effective than face-to-face interactions. So we're not no, trying to be as good. We want to be better. Yep, I agree. And, and in-person interactions, there's a lot of people who just don't speak up. And those are the people who you want to hear from, not the ones that are always talking. And that's that's yeah. pretty amazing. It's just an acronym, and right, it go. It sounds very good, Verbella. <laughs> Thank you. So, do you remember who the first sale of Verbella was to? Um, so, very early on, customer. I'd say there were two first customers. One when we were still inside of UCSD before we we spun out, and that was a combination of Thermo Fisher and UC Irvine doing some executive development with marketing folks all across the world. We even had some Japanese translators and whatnot in world. Pretty cool experience. And then in 2015, we actually transitioned out of the university into a business. And our first, one of our first customers there was a group called the Honor Foundation, that it's a nonprofit that helps Navy SEALs and special operators transition from military to civilian careers. Uh, so while they had on-site programming, they wanted to start to build their virtual platform so these uh, servicemen and women could start their transition when they might still be overseas. Uh, so for a while, we didn't have many. You know, so Stanford 20... has been another long, long-time customer. Yep, yep. No, I know that they have a campus, and I, I need to check that one out. So in 2015, when you started officially as a business, how many employees did you have? Uh, zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> None on the payroll. So, so what had happened is, you know, the grant came to an end at, at UCSD and they said, we can, we can sponsor you here a bit if you think you can get it cash flow positive from a, a grant perspective or a revenue perspective, or, or we can lay you and your team off and you can try to spin out the, the technology through tech transfer. Uh, I said, lay us off. Um, and 
some of our folks were actually borrowed from other departments. So they were able to go back to their other departments yep. and not uh, get laid off. Um, they were able to moonlight for us for a while during that, that transition before we had actually, we never ended up raising money. We just ended up starting selling. And the more we sold, they were actually able to reduce their time inside the university and take a bigger, bigger role in Verbella until we were at a point where uh, we could start hiring them full time. So I think it was actually real, real recognition to UCSD for, you know, the ecosystem that they helped set up for entrepreneurship within, within the university and uh, the different kind of tools. When we're in the university, we're in the business school. When we negotiated way out of the university, they'd actually just started an incubator in the engineering school. So we leased space back in the university, in the engineering school, even though we were no longer part of part of the university. So that helped a lot of our employees were still at, at UCSD at, at that point, uh, made it easy for them to, to moonlight with us or start to split time once they reduced their roles uh, at the university. Nice. So from 2015 to zero employees on payroll to now, how many employees does Verbella have? Yeah, so give you a sense, the start of this year, 2020, we were around 20 employees, and now I think we're over 140. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's been, um, the pandemic has certainly hit hard, <laughs> and I think we'll be probably one, 150 to 160 by, by the end. That is some crazy growth. So what, what has been the biggest challenge that's arisen from this rapid growth? <laughs> yeah, so when, when you're, you go to 20, from 20 to 140, you have many more uh, people without, without experience than, than experience, right? So there's no, no one to really do proper training and onboarding been really fortunate with the people that we've recruited who've been you know super patient and super self-driven to build onboarding and training materials as they learn it trial by fire mm -hmm. um, so it's fun each week seeing the improvements in our staff across the board because they have one more week of experience uh, <laughs> and, and, I feel like and that's learning so so quickly yeah no yeah that's the best way to learn trial by fire just yeah. get thrown into it yeah yeah, so it's, besides, been, it's been fun and challenging. So besides the shift uh, to remote work and learning, what's been the single most important reason for your success? So, you know, again, being an organizational psychologist, it's, it's for Bell is the conduit, right? We create technology that's the conduit. The, the real success is the community, the people in the platform. Uh, it's not a very exciting platform without, without people in it. Uh, so how the software to go to the places that they want to go in the virtual environment, talk to the people they want to talk to, have the water cooler talks, the serendipitous collisions that occur in the virtual world that just don't happen on any other kind of virtual collaboration tool. Uh, so I think that's that's been a key element of of giving people some some autonomy to you know be themselves and in. Again, go where they want to go, talk with the folks they, they want to talk with, uh, attend the, the sessions they want to attend if, if they're in an event or, you know, walk the floor of a, of a trade booth in the physical world we get in, in the virtual world. Yep. Yep. No, I feel and that they've uh, used virtual reality headsets a bit. And people always say that it's got virtual reality, has got the autonomy, the agency and the presence that makes you feel immersed. But. The, when you're using Verbella on a computer, I get the exact same feeling, if not more. So uh, a couple of questions on the platform. 
So how are customers currently using the Verbella platform? Yeah, so we have diverse use case of the platform, uh, both across industries as well as how they're using the application. So for a while, we've had use cases in education and then work from anywhere applications, you know, a place to, to go to work and, and meet your colleagues. With a pandemic, an area of our business that's absolutely exploded uh, that we hadn't really given much attention to before is the events industry. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously the event industry has been hit really hard during the, the pandemic. Events are about experience. And without that experience, it's not really an event, it's a webinar, right? Yep. Uh, so we see, I think, many, many people shifting <laughs> to the webinar approach and, and things falling a bit short. Uh, those who are really trying to create an experience are coming to us. So we've certainly seen an explosion uh, in, in use case there. Uh, in the education you know, arena, same thing, we get some events or some symposiums, we get design thinking, Courses. Duncan Wardell, former you know, VP of Creativity and Innovation, uh, running design thinking workshops in Verbella. People in the video game industry uh, running agile development courses. You know, we've seen professional development, career development organizations uh, growing, professional development for soccer referees. <laughs> um, very they, diverse uh, applications. Are they actually using the soccer field in Verbella to do that? Uh, run the field a little bit. Uh, interesting use case for sure. It, and then still an explosion, you know, this idea that you don't need brick and mortar to create culture, uh, a united culture is important. And what our sister company has done in eXp Realty, uh, eXp Realty was Glenn Sanford, you know, gave himself a business restriction that he would not build his brokerage with any physical brick and mortar offices. Wow. Uh, so start using using the virtual world. We were actually their third virtual world platform in, in 2016, but 900 agents. Today, four years later, they have no brick and mortar, still operate completely in Verbella. They're over 38,000 agents now do over a billion dollars in, in revenue. It's insane. So we've, you know, a lot of, I think the virtual reality companies talk about what's going to be possible in the future, where we have this, you know, billion dollar, multi-billion dollar <laughs> success story uh, in this real estate company, and it's it's working. They're growing. They're growing internationally. They're getting into new market verticals within real estate. Uh, it's incredible to watch an organization and a culture grow and develop in a virtual world. And we want to do that many thousand times uh, over with other folks in in different industries. No, that I think that use case is amazing that you have, and I I do follow EXP, and I actually just saw that they expanded into South Africa. That's something South I... Africa and earlier this week, India. Yeah. Wow. So two countries that they've opened in the last two weeks. I don't think anyone from EXP has actually gone to either of those countries. So because their virtual office is mm-hmm. everywhere, uh, they're able to be very nimble and, you know, set up offices a- anywhere in the world. So, yeah, they've just launched in South Africa, India. I think they plan on going to Portugal and a number of others, you know, over the next uh, six to nine, nine months. Um, so it'll be exciting to watch. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. So I know you talked about education. Have you seen much adoption from educational institutions? Yeah, you know, we, we've certainly seen some some increase from uh, universities. Um, ASU has 
done Learning Human uh, event uh, in in the in the campus. We mentioned Stanford, uh, MIT is one of our newest um, customers uh, as well. Uh, we're really excited about the the partnership with with Douglas Stewart, of course, uh, and uh, a number of others uh, out there uh, as as well that that are coming over, whether they're getting a team suite uh, mm -hmm. in our open campus or getting their own private campus, or we're seeing um, USC, UMass Boston, UMass Dartmouth, uh, some some universities in, in the UC system uh, engaging on the platform for a variety of, of, of reasons. So yes, it's, it's coming. I think when the pandemic hit, uh, for the most part, uh, education institutions probably went to what's easiest, um, mm -hmm. what's most known. And now that they've had some time to digest and whatnot, they're, they're realizing that they need to be much more creative and that you know, it's it's not sustainable for students and in faculty or teachers to be on Zoom, you know, all day, every day. It's it's not sustainable. It's it's exhausting. It is now the Zoom fatigue is. So uh, wrap up questions just about uh, your the entrepreneur, um, how you're an entrepreneur. So what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Definitely the learning element. Right. Uh, so. Um, each year, looking back, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, you can see how you've you've learned and progressed, and how something that you thought you learned last year was so important. Now you kind of look back and take it for granted, and you know are excited about uh, the next thing uh, to to learn. Uh, so I still get that feeling, you know, every day, and and look forward to this time next year when I can think back of of myself today and and kind of laugh a little bit of of areas where I was so ignorant or, or unexperienced and you can say, oh, okay, you know, another growth year. Um, so I love that part of it, both for myself as well as um, my team members, right? So watching some of our early employees who are, who are early in their career too and in their development over the last handful of years has been very rewarding to see and, and really excited about their career trajectories uh, as well. Uh, hopefully still with us at, at Verbella. Wonderful. All right. Well, I got one final question for you. This might be a difficult one. So if you could travel back in time to day one of Verbella and have 15 minutes with your former self to communicate any lessons you've acquired with the intention of saving yourself mistakes and heartache, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> wow, that, that is that is a hard one. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, be true to yourself stick to your own strengths and get into business with people who uh, you feel comfortable being married to uh, because <laughs> it's like a marriage <laughs> with, with co-founders. So I think those are, those are some, some high level tips I, I give myself at, at that, at that point. <laughs> well, thank you. And I just want to give a huge thank you to Alex for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure to hear about the past, present, and future of Verbella. Um, and for those of you that have not checked out what Verbella has to offer, uh, go to verbella.com. That's V-I-R-B-E-L-A.com and download their free open campus to experience it firsthand. Uh, it's something you really don't want to miss out on. Thanks, Dalen. Thank you, Alex. And until next time.
What's Next in EdTech is a podcast from the Douglas Stewart Company. Our episodes are written and produced by Dalen Reifsteck and Emily Grebner and are created on the Anchor platform. You can find all the episodes of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and rate us. Do you have any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future? Please be sure to leave us a message on Anchor. Thanks for listening, and until next time.